Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to episode 112 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. And hey, my name's Jen. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Maybe you're new to the podcast. Maybe you're kind of going, what is Worship Leader Probs? And just a quick overview of what we are. We are here to encourage you, to entertain you, and to equip you in all areas of life, not just ministry. Um, So if you're tuning in, we're so glad that you're here with us. And I am here with my friend, Mr. Scott Longyear. Scott, I am so glad that you're here today. Well, good to be with you, Jen. As always, we have a we have a lot of fun here. You know, let, let, let's just uh, talk about where we're going and dive in and hit it. Today, we're going to talk about some great resources for everybody. We're going to talk about uh, prayer concerns, which is just our favorite part of the episode. And then we're going to talk about how to deal with criticism. Now, mm. now I don't. I know, Jen, you probably don't deal with that yeah. in the ministry where you <laughs> yeah, are because never. it's all you know. Roses and unicorns and what, I don't know how that saying is how it goes. But anyway, we're going to talk about how to deal with with criticism and and get some real practical advice from. Can I just say this? Some seasoned veterans mm-hmm. in the criticism ring. Oh yeah, because we've been beat up for some years. Oh, yeah. So here's going to give you not that we're experts in it, but uh, we got a little bit of experience when it comes to. Uh, getting criticized. And so that's where we're going today. But hey, before we jump in, let me tell you about our Planning Center sponsor. Now, you probably know Planning Center, but if not, man, they make software that's designed to help us find freedom to focus on what really matters in our ministry. Planning Center is a set of online software products that you can subscribe to individually, or you can use them together as a full church management system. And here's a cool part. You can try any product free for 30 days brand new product out called Publishing. Now, Publishing is a way to create pages that are within the Church Center mobile app. It's a way for churches to create their own custom content. They can share sermons with their congregation through the Church Center app and the website. Gotta go check it out. You gotta yeah. go check it out. You know, it's got a, it's an amazing resource. So, Scott, before we get, before we get cruising along, it's 2021. I think this is our first conversation together, so how... <laughs> Terrible. How's it? I was going to say, does it feel like All overflow? We did of t- was change a number, people. Yeah, it's overflow of 2020. It's <laughs> yeah. 2020 plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, I don't know, man. There's just, there, there is, there's a lot to figure out in a new landscape, in a new world. And I think just, and you know me, I'm not like a, you know, I don't throw this, this around light, but there's just, there's just new parameters of spiritual attacks and different ways that they're coming and different, um, uh, different stuff coming coming against the church. So it's been, it's been rough. It's been rough. How about that's a, that's in Indiana? How's Phoenix been? Phoenix yeah, probably been yeah. great, no problem, right? Well, I've been happy because we got some good weather. Yeah. I, the listeners know I'm obsessed with weather. I check the weather, <laughs> the weather app all the time. But we actually got some nice cool weather. Um, so that's been good. But I kind of feel the same thing in church ministry. It's been a little bit of a bumpy start to the mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. and I think it's helping people realize, you know, a lot of people just couldn't wait to get out of 2020, and it's like nothing changed but a number. You know, there's nothing yeah. magical about that new year hitting where suddenly everything's going to, you know, everything's going to get better, all the problems are going to go away. So it's kind of walking people through that, and how do you keep moving forward? How do you keep having hope and yeah. dreaming, even in the midst of things still seeming so up in the air and so uncertain? So 
been, you know, it's been an interesting January. <laughs> I do sense a little bit bad. more hope. You know, somebody asked a question. My wife asked me a couple of days ago, said she heard a question, I think on a, on a podcast somewhere and said, would, would you, would you rather, you play the game, would you rather? You know, and the, and, and right, the question was, right, yeah. would you rather relive the first six months of 2020 or the last six months of 2020? I'm like, oh, that's a good question. I don't really like either one of those. Either, <laughs> but I feel like we do have a little bit more, more hope maybe on this side, or we've kind of, I don't know. There's, a, there's a, a little bit less, um, less of the unknown, maybe. You know, I, right. I, I don't know. I, I think it's, you know, we, we often just we, I think we feel a little bit, a little bit better, like, like as if we were wrapped up like in a nice warm fleece sweatshirt kind of feel like that spiritually. Yeah. If there, only there was a place for us to get a nice oh, warm oh. place. Oh, I see, I see what you did there. There, You know what, Scott? There is a place <laughs> where you can get no. a nice, warm, cozy. There is. <laughs> you got to go over to worshipleaderprobs.com. That's where we've got all of this merch. We've got beanies, the sweatshirts, which are incredibly comfortable. Um, shirts, some new shirts actually just went up in the store this past week. So you guys have got to go check those out. There is just incredible merchandise um, right there. We've got some resources on there too. Worshipleaderprobs.com. Go check it out if you haven't done so already. And that's also where we can find out some information about the coaching network. Scott, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the coaching network? Yeah, getting ready to launch uh, in March, the coaching network. And so Jen and I are actually going to talk, going to give you a little bit of a, just a teaser on what that is actually like, because we're going to take some content from 2020 uh, coaching network session, Mm -hmm. just a little bit, not all of it. Um, but every month in the Coaching Network, we'll meet together for one hour. Uh, you'll have two different time slots that you can be a part of that, where we take a deep dive into just some, some one single topic that that really plagues all of us. And so uh, it may be criticism. It may be how to, to let a team member go. It may be how to navigate a relationship with a senior pastor. So that's taught by uh, Brian and I, sometimes some special guests. And then we have sometimes some special guests uh, surprise us and come and, and follow up and lead worship with us. And so if you're part of the network, once a month, one hour, deep, deep teaching. In addition to that, um, if you're part of the network, you'll, you'll have the access to one of our coaches one-on-one for up to 30 minutes a, a month. And so whatever you're wrestling with, maybe it is a pastoral issue, we're going to pair you with somebody who has tons of experience in that. Maybe it's a an AVL issue, we're going to partner you with a professional there. Uh, these are seasoned folks who, there's this is, this is a rare opportunity, because so many times we sit around Jen, we're like, man, I wonder who I could talk yeah. to about this we can help connect you and answer that question. So you'll get not only the monthly, you also get the, the one-to-one coaching, and then we'll have a private Facebook group where you'll just be able to share ideas and, and do a ton of networking. And so um, that's all designed and ready to be published on the website, and it may or may not be there by the time <laughs> you hear this. And so it's coming super, super, uh, super quick. So make sure that you jump jump in on that. And also keep your eyes open. Experience Conference is coming up in September. So we're starting to book uh, artists and speakers for that and work out our platform. I'm telling you, it's going to be phenomenal. You're going to want to be a part of that. That's experienceconference.com. Everything else, worship leader probs wise, you can head over to uh, worshipleaderprobs.com. But before we jump in and talk about the coaching stuff and talk about criticism, let's just laugh a little bit and talk about one of our favorite parts of the episode, a little part we call prayer concerns. Every uh, every week here on Worship Leader Probs, we take a look at prayer concerns. So prayer concerns are the feedback that we get from people, sometimes written, sometimes online, sometimes 
bold enough to be to our face that don't really don't really take the form yep. of prayer concerns. They take the form of criticisms because evidently everybody knows how to run sound, run a church, lead worship, and they just want to oh. let us know. So these are real <laughs> prayer concerns from you. So, Jen, what do you got for us today? We got some good ones. Here we go. <laughs> prayer concern number one. Once a lady told my husband, I think you're a great man. Although it is kind of true what people say about you, you have a long way to go before you become a Christian. <laughs> like, was this at church? Like, <laughs> wow, wow, you're a great man. Still kind of a jerk, though. I mean, yeah. I, I, a lot of long way. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank. I, I, it's a like backhanded compliment. Is that what we call that? Yeah. I think you're a great man. Period. Just stop there. Just stop, Just stop there, people. Just stop. <laughs> Maybe it's a new evangelism approach. I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Okay, okay. Prayer concern number two. You sing too high. No one can follow you. <laughs> Thank you. you th thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> See, I mean, there's, there's a way to say it. There's just not the way to say it. But. No, no, no. <laughs> not, yeah, <laughs> that was a tough one. Okay. Prayer concern number three. I recently got this text from my uncle. Grandma just called the church and requested that you sing Mary Did You Know like it's some kind of radio station. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to imagine that conversation, you know? Phone rings yeah. yeah, hi. This is Julie's grandma. This is her grandma. Look, you tell her that she needs <laughs> I have a, I have a request. Can I have a request <laughs> can you get that to her she's the blonde haired girl yeah she's really good you'll love it you'll love it she's really good well that's kind of you know old school churches like i've been in small churches when i was a kid and it was like it was actually kind of fun it was like the hymn sing or whatever and somebody throw out like 352 and you're like oh right. okay it's right. kind of the modern like the modern hymn sing except yeah. we're just grandma's calling the church man and it probably doesn't go anywhere ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, grandma you gotta love her okay prayer concern Number four, a church member recently came up to me and said, God told me you would get better at playing keys if you spent more time practicing at home. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> I didn't tell you that. That's common sense, people. Oh, That's man. common sense. What we, yeah, yes, you will get better if you practice at home. Right. Like, don't throw right. that on the Lord. Like, right. the Lord's like, really, come on. He's like, like, just just stop. Yeah, just. but I'll let, I'll let you know. Do you think there's a keyboard player who's like, dang, man, like I didn't, like I was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering, like, how can I get better? It never <laughs> occurred to me that maybe, maybe I, maybe I should practice at home. Maybe. Wow, maybe, maybe I should do that. Needed a spiritual revelation to, <laughs> to connect those dots. <laughs> oh, man, people. Okay, we're concerned. Number five, this is the last one. Here we go. We got this comment from a member about our Christmas Eve service. I loved this service a lot more than last week's. <laughs> Thank you to the team for keeping the music and readings traditional for the holiday. I'm going to watch it again, and when I'm not holding my breath, waiting for the funk to kick in. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> um, um. I'm not holding my when I'm not holding my breath, waiting for the funk to kick in. I've been holding my breath my whole life, waiting for the know, funk to kick in. She's saying Some, it like it's a bad thing. She doesn't want it. She does not want the funk in her in her church service experience. So, 
Zero. I want I want Brian to do a WLP t-shirt that says on the back, waiting for the funk to kick in. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we gotta have that. Brian hey guys. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you for sending these in. Keep doing it. You can go onto the Worship Leader Props website. Like we always say, we don't even know your name, your church, any of that. It's all anonymous. Just send us the funny stuff. That's really what we want. We want to keep laughing. So keep sending your prayer concerns into us. Keep sending them in. (laughs) Yeah, so you may not be waiting for the funk to kick in, but maybe you're waiting for the criticism to kick in. Because uh, here's here's the truth. You're either getting criticized or you're going to get criticized. If you're not in a season of getting criticized, you're going to get criticized. And Jen, I hate, we talked about this before we hit record, I I hate talking about criticism because it feels like every time we talk about criticism, I get slammed and I just, oh, and, and um, but I feel like maybe the Lord's like uh, just giving me a backlog the last like year and a half of, of getting slammed on criticism. So maybe I, maybe there'll be no more coming because this is, this is here. But hey, what Jen and I would <laughs> love to do is talk about this whole idea of criticism because if in your, you're in ministry, you are... You're being criticized, and you're going to get criticized. And so uh, this content that we pulled is, uh, this is a little bit of a cliff notes from one of our coaching network sessions that we did in 2020. And so we don't have time to dig into the whole thing, because that's a 60-minute, really in-depth session. So we're going to kind of skim the surface and give you just some key takeaways of how do you deal with criticism. So Jen, in your ministry, give us some give us some thoughts of navigating these areas of criticism. Uh. Well, one thing I think is there's like an internal journey and there's an external journey too Mm -hmm. when it comes to dealing with criticism. And so a few of the things I want to share has to do with what do we, how do we prepare ourselves internally? What does our internal focus and perspective Mm -hmm. need to be in order to then externally process criticism? Because like you said, it's going to come. It's coming for everybody. Everybody's got, everybody has an opinion about everything. We can see that all over, you know, social media. It's, clear in our world, everyone's going to have an opinion. And sometimes that opinion is going to come across like criticism. So how do we handle that? And so um, a few little nuggets I want to share from that session is to help prepare us internally. What do we do? Well, the first point I have is this. We have to have a proper, a healthy, a realistic perspective and not be naive when it comes to criticism. We have to realize that mm. when we sign up to lead, we have signed up to be criticized. Mm. It's like, yeah. I'm going to be a leader. Here is your bullseye. It's coming for you. There's no escaping it. Did and anybody so, tell you that just, when you got into ministry? I feel like no. Yeah. Feel- <laughs> it kind of came as a surprise to me too. I'm like, wait a minute, why right. are people yelling at me? Yeah, some, right. Somewhere somebody should have said, oh, yeah, this comes with it. But why do, why do people feel so free to suddenly tell me everything I'm doing wrong or what they don't like? Because do we normally do that to people in life? Yeah, there is something about when, when you step into leadership, people feel that freedom to do that. So we have to just kind of know it's coming. And flip side, too, is because we live in that reality, be mindful of how you treat other leaders and even how you treat other people. You know you know that, that that's something you regularly experience. So that's just a little tag on mm-hmm. there. So it's coming for you. Mm-hmm. So just realize that, that it's going to come. And so you can prepare yourself so you're not blindsided and um, just thrown for a loop when it happens. Uh, my second thought is this, know the difference between what you want to know and what you want to hear. What we want to know is often rooted in a desire to evaluate, to grow, and to improve ourselves. But what we want to hear is often rooted in pride. And so a lot of times mm. people will bring criticisms mm. Sometimes criticism is founded. Sometimes there is validity to the criticism. We have to be careful to not get tripped up on the way it's being delivered to us, but we have to evaluate ourselves constantly and go, am I not open to criticism because 
I want to hear, you know, I'm good, I'm awesome, I'm amazing. Do we close ourselves off um, to criticism because of that, because that's rooted in pride? Or are we willing to go, I need to know these things. Am I open to someone saying, hey, you kind of come across intense, you kind of come across Mm. intimidating, you seem unapproachable. Those are criticisms that will actually help us grow as leaders. So we have to evaluate that. We have to know that about ourselves. What are things that I really need to know about myself? And what are things that I want to hear but are probably rooted in pride mm. just so that I can kind of navigate criticism that way. And then another thought I had was we have to keep cultivating our relationship with Jesus because how we respond to criticism, how we handle criticism, it's often a reflection of our relationship with the Lord. And so our relationship with the Lord has to be strong. It's something that we have to be continuously working at because truthfully, um, if we are cultivating our relationship with the Lord, the Lord's going to be correcting us. The Lord's going to be pruning us and refining us. And so if we're kind of used to his pruning and his refining, when it comes in the form of people, it helps to remove, I think, some of that sting a little bit, or we're secure enough in the Lord. I'm secure in my relationship with the Lord to be able to handle when someone says something that, yeah, this might be a tough one to take, but it doesn't shake who I am. Mm -hmm. It doesn't shake my Mm -hmm. identity because I'm so strongly rooted in the Lord. So those are three three tips I have Mm -hmm. um, for leaders when it comes to Preparing, preparing yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, Jen, that last is super, super good, and it made me think as you were talking about it. I wonder if you know we go to the Lord, and we're like, Lord, why are they, why are they complaining to me? Why are they complaining to me? I wonder if the Lord, Lord would would say, because you're not listening to me. Yeah, yeah. Like because the complainers really get our attention, right, and cut us really, really hard. And mm-hmm. I wonder if the Lord's like, if you would, if you'd be listening to me a little bit closer in your mind. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which for me is like super motivation to like, please, you tell me and not somebody else. Yeah. So those are those are great precursors for, um, you know how how we how we. N- navigate the potential landscape that that it's coming. And again, there's there's much, much more content that's there that we was presented. Um, I think Sam helped teach us uh, that in our in our uh, coaching session uh, last year on that. Um, so, so let me give you some of my ideas. Uh, these are not all, again, it's just kind of skimming the surface here of um, once the criticism has come, how do you deal when the, when a criticism has come? Uh, and and uh, one, of the, one of the things I've learned is this, you got to deal with your critic face-to-face like face-to-face, um, not through text and not through email, because you're going to read in inference, and we talk a lot about uh, filling in the blanks or writing the narrative for somebody else. So if Jen sends me a, yep. a text that says, um, hey, you know, the podcast was pretty good, but um, I, I felt like it was, you know, you, you spoke like 70% of the time, all of a sudden I'm like, well, what's your problem? You know, like now I'm, I'm writing your narrative, but if we yep, can get face yep. to face, we can see, um, you know, the, the communication of language, which, you know, most, most of the time we communicate is, is nonverbal. And we're able to right. ask questions and be back and forth and not be like, I, I'm not going to answer that question right now because I'm, that's making me mad. And so I think mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to do that. You have to a- avoid you know, talking uh, to other people about the issue. You know, that's what we do a lot. I mean, that Jen made me yes. mad. She did. Can you pray, pray for me? Like, like we dressed up like a prayer request. Shut up and talk to right. your critic and ask questions. You know, I remember mm-hmm. um, Jeremy a long time ago uh, on the podcast said when people come up to him and are like complaining about sound... It was just brilliant to me. He just started asking them questions. You know, the mix is terrible today. What are you, what are you hearing in there? Not because yeah. not because he was trying to like power up on it, but he really wanted to know. Oh, the, well, the vocals are too harsh, or or this like like just ask questions. How, how are you feeling about that? Deal with your critic face to face. That's one of my mm-hmm. one of my um, uh, suggestions. Another suggestion is this: know that the criticism 
that's voiced is not always the issue. The yeah. criticism that is not voiced is not always the issue. People a lot of times are looking for a dog to kick, and some days mm-hmm. you're just the dog, and you're going to yep. get kicked. I uh, I can remember years ago I was with a, uh, a guy, and we were in a pretty intense conversation and uh, back and forth, and and I just looked at him and I'm like, it, it was, and it was the whole issue and the criticism was over this one situation, you know? So I kind of took that situation, kind of set it to the side. And I just looked at him and I'm like, I'm like, what's going on, man? Yeah. And he just started crying. And he said, I, I don't know. And it wasn't, I don't know what's going on with the situation. It was that he was so chewed up. Now the situation made him frustrated and I, I probably had a part in that. Obviously I did. Um, but that wasn't really the situation that we wanted to deal. So you got to get down to the situation, you know, like, like what's, mm-hmm. what's this person? You know, we say, you know, we've heard all the time, you know, hurting people hurt people. And so where's yeah. the hurt in that? What is it really, really about? And get down to what that core issue is. Um, another, another is this, and I'm, I, I did not learn this early in ministry, but as I went along, I was feeling guilty about it. And I'm like, no, I think that's actually, that's actually decent. And it's this, Sometimes it's appropriate not to respond. Yeah. Sometimes it's just not appropriate to respond. You know, uh, Proverbs <clears throat> Proverbs twenty one three says, "Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble." Right. <laughs> Watch your tongue, keep your <laughs> mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. Listen, if the, if you you know, depending on your uh, enneagram number or your disc profile or whatever, like if you get fired up pretty quick and somebody comes comes in. Like you sometimes need to shut your mouth because a gentle answer turns away wrath. And mm-hmm. if you can't say something nice, do what your mama said. Don't say nothing at all. <laughs> so it may be that you don't need to respond because your response is not going to help the situation. It's just going to pour more fuel on the fire. And you may be right and you may be justified. But here's how I try to look at it, Jen. Like, you know, we get tangled up and I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going I'm to give Jen a, Jen a piece of my mind. And then I throw it down. I'm like, I, I, can, write, I can write the next chapters of that. I'm going to have to call you next week. We're going to have to sit down and have a chat. I'm going to apologize. You're going to apologize. Man, man, it's going to take time and work through it. How about I just shut my mouth for right now, you know? Yeah. Or try to do something to diffuse. But I find this too, that sometimes the Lord's like, don't respond early. I don't want you, I don't want you to respond right now because I need to do a work in their heart. Mm. Now, that's tough for me because I want to tighten it up and I want to be done, right? Like, let's put a bow on this. We're going to be done with this thing. But the Lord's like, nope, I want you just to chill because I need to. And so there are some, like I had a super critical email um, in the past uh, in the past couple months uh, where somebody was like, your teaching has gone soft, um, this, 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 this. I mean, I mean, it was harsh. It was harsh. Yeah. Wow. And I started to type back and I'm like, I'm like, nope. And here's why. There was no question that was asked. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's ever like, well, you didn't respond to me. You didn't ask a question. All you did was roll the window down and throw a rock at me while you were driving by. And so, like, I'll engage in conversation, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's just not appropriate. And sometimes the Spirit of God is like, I've had some relationships that I'm like, Lord, I'm taking this guy to lunch, and we're just going to, like, get to the bottom of it. I'm not mad. We're going to get to the bottom of it. And he's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense, Lord. And he's like, well, shut up. You're not the Lord. You yeah. know, so let him do the work <laughs> in his own time, which is so, so, so difficult. And then the final thing I'll say on this, again, much deeper in our, in our coaching, but uh, the final thing I'd, I'd say on this is there is only one critical voice that matters, mm-hmm. and it's the Lord. He is the only voice that matters. Now, you still have to pay attention, though. 
you, oh, yeah. you still have to pay attention because you're getting feedback, right? You you want like you want that constructive feedback. You want to be better. Uh, it helps us find the guardrails of what people where people connect with the Lord when we hear some of their story. Like I don't don't look at your senior pastor and say you're not the critical voice that I'm worried about. It's the Lord. Like that's not a good idea. But at the yeah. end of the day, if if people are chewing you up because of their feedback, you've got to you've got to drive in deep spiritually with the Lord and like. Here's the thing. I don't have this figured out yet. This is a huge journey for me, Jen, because I'm a uh, like I'm a six enneagram. Like it's stability for me. Like like right. when I know that people are not happy with me, it like I can physically feel it in my gut. And so I have to work through that. But I have to keep saying yeah. like I, I don't want I don't want people to stare at me and say, "Well done, good and faithful servant." That's what the Lord does, and I want Him to be able yeah. one day to say, "Well done." But even right now, I want Him to say. Well done. And so when the criticism comes, I, I want to say, Lord, are you speaking through this person or is your voice yeah. a little bit different here? And so what that means yeah. is that we have to have a pattern of connecting to Jesus and staying connected to him, not just running to him when the mm-hmm. criticism comes, but when the criticism comes, we can look at somebody and say with confidence, okay, but that's not what my father says. That's not what my father's saying. But I don't know what my father's saying unless I've listened to my father in the quiet times, in the, in the secret places, right? So right, right. It's, uh, it is super, super, super hard to do all that. And um, hey, I, I know, I know uh, Jen, you're probably looking at the clock like, oh, good, we're going to run out of time for this. But I would love to do this fun role play. Okay. We're going to do a criticism <laughs> role play where I'm going to be critical of Jen in the room up. So we haven't talked talked like super oh, deep about this. So I'm going to give you some criticism like cuz okay. it usually comes in real time, right? Somebody comes up to you na 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 and let's let's see how you how you would handle this you criticism. You going to you going to make something up or is this actually going to be real? Are we having like a real confrontation, you know? <laughs> He's oh. role playing with air <laughs> I'm like, quotes. I'm like, wait a minute. Do, do we have issues that we're going to air out here right now? Oh yeah, no. as long as I'll tell you something. <laughs> Don't t- you talk while I'm talking. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking? Okay, so these are we'll make something up, but but everybody has has uh, uh, has dealt with these before. So so here, so here's one. Okay, it's after church, right? It's after church. You just got you just got done, and I see you out because um, because I'm back. We're in person now, and I see you out. And but I'm talking to you through my mask, or maybe not. Whatever. Hey, Jen, okay. I appreciate appreciate you leading worship and stuff like that. But like, I, I don't know. We're um, I don't know, just gonna be honest with you. We're we're kind of looking around, you know, at some other churches and and stuff like that, just because. It's just the hymns. Like you're not doing any hymns. Like I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how hard it would be to throw to throw a hymn, a hymn in. Why, why, why do you not even do? Why do you not even in do hymns and all this modern stuff? I mean, it's like and don't talk to me about ruining. You've ruined some hymns. I'm not even. I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't even said that. But like <laughs> this, this is the hymn stuff. So I can't take it. So I, I think I would say to this person, you know what? I, uh, I appreciate that perspective. What is it about hymns? Uh, that you love so much? What is it, you know, that, that you connect with hymns? Maybe, maybe help me understand a little bit about what is so special about you with hymns. What's the connection there? Well, I don't know. I just like them. I feel like everybody can sing them. Like you're doing these, like, okay, I wasn't going to go here, but you're asking me, like, you're doing these modern songs. And first of all, they're too loud. That's a different issue. <laughs> but like, I just can't, I can't even sing. I can't even sing them. I can't follow the melody on them or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like it's performance. He said, that's probably something else anyway. I'm sorry. Um, but it's just like the, the hymns we can sing. If you did a hymn, everybody would sing it. Mm-hmm. And you're always saying like, come on, sing out. Come on, church. You wouldn't have to say, come on, church, if you were singing hymns, because everybody would be. We'll be singing them. You know what? I really appreciate that. There are some songs that I've grown up with that 
I really wish we could do. I feel super connected to them. But here's the thing. We are a multi-generational church. We want to reach the young people, the middle people, the older people. And if we do a lot of hymns, while some of the older generation feels super connected to them and can really sing out, the younger generation won't. But vice versa, if we only do young generation songs, we do lose some of the touch with the older generation. So that's why you see us mix in some hymns with a little bit more of a modern flair because we are trying our best to curate a worship environment that is accessible for everybody. And that's tough to do. And we know that sometimes Mm -hmm. we're going to miss some people with that. We know sometimes it's not going to always be um, a preference, but we try our best to pray through our sets and really to pick songs that above all are going to be honoring to God, that are going to bring Him glory, um, because that's really what all of this is about. But thank you. I appreciate your perspective, and thank you for being honest with me. Um, And if you want to talk through, you know, if, if you feel you can't worship in this environment, that's okay. That's absolutely okay, because what's most important is that you are in a church where you feel that you can be fed, where you feel that um, that's what God's called you to. And so if that's a conversation we need to have, let's do it. Let's do it. But we love you um, and we value you, but we want you to be somewhere plugged in that you feel is right for you. Well, I think that's dumb and I'm leaving your church, but whatever. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> no, I think so. I, I think that's really good because you you helped you helped say like, you, you helped give a reason behind, yeah. behind everything, which is, is what we talk about in criticism. Like, you know, one, we're always supposed to be ready to have an answer for the hope that we have, but I think mm-hmm. we're supposed to always, we, we're very purposeful in what we do, so you always have an answer. So it shouldn't catch us off guard. Yeah. Somebody's like, why don't you do hymns? Here's why we don't do a bunch of hymns, or here's why we do. Mm-hmm. And even driving down, if we kept that role play out, hopefully the person would turn and go like, oh, well, now that you mention it, I do go to this church, I've, go, I've been to this church, and it is all older um, older music and it's older people right. too. And maybe there's something. Okay, I can kind of see that when they start seeing the heart and the reason uh, behind behind it. Again, in good in good conversations, uh, good conversations in that. So right, nicely done. Hey, thanks. Nicely thanks. Done. Nicely I didn't, done. And it's like not to sound cold, but I do think that you know we want to. I think we need to hold people in our hands loosely, you know, and not mm. be afraid of you know because. I think the church realm, it can be really easy to get offended when someone leaves your church. You, you know, you can take it super personally, but I think that if we kind of hold people loosely and just kind of go, you know what, if they don't feel this is the right place, what matters is that they're in a place, you know, that they're in a church right. where they are connected. And so that's just the mentality I try to have. Now, sometimes people, you know, it's like you, you came into the church through a door, but you've got to blast a hole through the wall on your way out. You don't, you don't need to do that. Um, but just helping people, I think that as Christians, we're supposed to build more bridges than we burn. And so I've had actually a similar scenario happen before. And I just love people on their way out. Like if you, you know, a lot of times by the time someone has a conversation like that, they are on their way out. And so my approach Mm. in that is I'm just going to love them um, so that if Mm. they feel they need to come back, that bridge is there and they can. And, you know, and people will sometimes try to, you know, that's why I try to paint some of the vision of the church too, because it's not our job to come in and change the whole vision of the church. So it's kind of like, this is the vision of the church. And if, and if you're not on board with that, hey, that's okay. You can find a place, you yeah. know, I'll help you find a place, you know, where you feel you're on board with that vision. Um, so, Yeah, right. Yeah. And we're, we're the same way. Like people leave, I, I'm, I'm more concerned about people leaving the kingdom than Absolutely. I am about them leaving our church. Absolutely. You know, and, and we say all the time, like, we're not for everybody. I mean, this, yep. you know, what we do in the styles and, and all that, like, if you can find a better place somewhere else, man, please, please jump in there. But again, we just have the reasoning for the, the things that we're doing, and we're very pastoral about it. You're like, you're, you're great. You make me want to complain just so much, so much more when I... <laughs> 
Please, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so thanks for being a part of that, guys, and for jumping in. And again, if you're looking for some uh, some deeper content as we drive down like super deep on this issue and so many more mm-hmm. that impact uh, us in worship and production and in leadership, then you're going to want to check out uh, the coaching network at uh, worshipleaderprobs.com. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and do us a favor, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating with a nice review. Just do it. Drop some beautiful emojis in there. Say something super nice. Um, And if you can't say anything nice and you can't hit five stars, then just don't do it. Just don't do it. But what that does, it's a huge help to us. It helps to get the podcast out there in front of more listeners and um, with the whole algorithms and all of that. We're trying to just get this out because we feel like this is something that's going to add value to people's lives. So hit subscribe, leave a review. That'll help us out. And also, thanks for following us on all of the socials at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We're posting stuff there, and you can even find us on Twitter, hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Yeah, and again, huge thanks to our friends at Maven Media with their help with the podcast. And if you're looking for help with consulting, design, branding, or social media, these guys are geniuses. So hit them up over at mavenmediaproductions.com. They love Jesus mm-hmm. and are just called to serve the church. And I want to say thanks again to Scott Hoke for a brand new intro. And thanks for listening. And until next time, arrivederci. Smell you later. <laughs> 